Phoenix actually for small business to find investors who have the background and also have the history to yeah. be able to because you have people who have money here but they don't know exactly how to to do it and so what you have is like they want to give you money but they don't it's all about network. If you have an investor giving you money, what you want, what you want from that investor is the is the money, but you want the connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think you have people who have money here, but they don't have the connection yeah. per se. When San Francisco, they it's it it's they have it all. I mean, they have yeah. money and they have the connection, but it's super mm -hmm. expensive. So I think as a startup business, it's pure struggle until you find somebody who listens to you. It's like, oh, how much money do you want? I love your idea. Mm -hmm. I already have the connection. I know where to plug you in. Where here, I think that's the the big disconnect. Even though you have a lot of creative people, you have a lot of creative people who cannot make their ideas viable because when they go to investors, I don't think they are as well educated. And we don't have the investors here that they have. I bet in you San we Francisco do actually because when you look area. at the money there is in, in North Phoenix in Scottsdale, there's people who have money. But, but they are, are they investors. Well they are transient. They they are either retired, they have the money and then they're like, well how can I turn yeah, that money around? When San Francisco is live money, it's money is pulsating all the time because mm. people are in business, they make money, they want to invest it. Here's the money that they have in a bank and like, well it's stupid. It's not giving me anything and I would have to do something else with it. Yeah. And that's that But they're yeah, they're not connected with this larger no, community no. of entrepreneurs and no. and business you know, owners. I, I'm sure they exist, but I wonder if there is a, a network of investors. You know, there, in Phoenix, but at a very high level of investors, some, yeah. But it's nowhere near the yeah. the size and capacity of funding that yeah. that San yeah. Francisco yeah. has. And you know, when you think about a lot of funding in San Francisco, is based on a lot of the entrepreneurs are, or a lot of the investors are former entrepreneurs. Yeah, right? they've right. made their money right. by asking for yeah. money, yeah. and so they get how mm -hmm. that that whole mm -hmm. thing works, and mm -hmm. so they repeat it, and they repeat it there. Yeah. And we don't have that. We need out. that first generation mm -hmm. of entrepreneurs yeah. who are successful, who are then yeah. willing to invest back yeah. into the business community. At least that's my perspective. Who yeah. don't want to go to San Francisco? Who do yeah, who don't want to just want to relocate? Here, yeah. Yeah. No, but that's, but that's interesting. Because, but if you want, yeah, but if LA. You, yeah, but if you want the money, though, it's just like it's here. There is money, but there is no knowledge. There is no yeah. historical knowledge of what to do with it. Yeah. Well, there is, uh, you know, startup weekends coming up, isn't it, Mike? Mm -hmm. Do we know anything about that? Or we, yeah, we know a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a sucker. Okay. <laughs> if he is listening right now, he's like, yeah, you are. I got you hook, line, and sinker. We, we signed up to be the official marketers for Phoenix Startup oh, Week. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. So, His agency was out. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we've got some work to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good, though. It is yeah. good. Yeah. So Again, yeah. connections. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good connections exactly. there. So. This is Mike and Chris from AZ Brandcast, your brand strategy podcast, hailing from Tempe, Arizona. And we've got some awesome guests on today. Yep. Uh, we've got Diane and Denis from Truce, um, who, full disclaimer, we've worked with at Resound. So, and we love them, and I think they love us. We are we continuing talk. to work with you, have you <laughs> <Yes>. noticed? It's <laughs> always great. That's, that's how you know when things are going right. So, yep. anyway. Enough about that. <laughs> we want to hear about them and what they do. So I'm going to hand it over to them to give some introductions. So you guys can pick. Okay, I'm first. I'm Diane, and I am an official founder of Truce. Been there since day one when we had a kitchen table with 50 bottles on it and going around with eyedroppers doing these things and thinking we were changing the world then. And my background's ecology. And I got into doing the cleaning product world 
through, through a friend who got sick. She was our one of mm-hmm. our original partners. She got sick working in the chemicals. So she developed all these amazing products. And her clients, she had her own cleaning business. Her clients never knew that she changed from mm-hmm. the commercial hardcore to our products. And as an ecologist, I knew we had a huge problem with chemicals in the home. I knew that the autism spectrum was expanding. I knew that all of these health challenges were coming along. So we kind of teamed up and decided to go for it. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and so, so cool. now we'll be 10, April 19th, um, 10 20, years old. 2018. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. We gave it, we gave it five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. We yeah. thought we'd go national in yeah. five years old. <laughs> but we went into Sprouts at the end of the first year. Uh, sprouts. Yeah. Went into Whole Foods at the end of the first year. We're in Sprouts now. That's awesome. Excellent. That's so awesome. And you have a so your ecology background now. That's right. from from here locally, right? Oh yeah, I have I have my doctoral degree from Arizona State University. You bet. Awesome. Local yokel. Awesome. And you were you were involved in community gardens and things like that. When Absolutely. You were... There's one across the street from my house just now that we got started. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Put gardens in on the on the the uh, Gila River Indian community. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Ran the farm at South Mountain in a previous life. Cool. That's very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. <laughs> it was a cool experience. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. Hi, right, Denny. I want to hear from you. So, What's your story? Um, Denny, I mean, my official title with the company is I'm the CEO of the company, but um, I think, you know, at some point you do everything you have to do to keep the business sustainable so you know we started have a, out as the sugar daddy yeah my first my first title on business called sugar daddy and then i didn't have any more sugar or something so i had to get involved in the business i think, I think the startup community could learn from that kind of oh you know, those kinds of that should titles. become an official sugar title. daddy oh, it, should, of, I, it like, was on my first one of, it wasn't a sugar business card. my first business card i gave to people and, and they said what do you do i give my card it's like sugar daddy it's like you know listen at that point that's all i can do that you know it's, it's critical it's pretty, well. it's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, it's, you know, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. So right now, Chief I have the... Daddy Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like C- a rapper. Yes. <laughs> but you need somebody who is not, and I was not really involved in the business, to be truthful, for many years. Uh, but then, like, four years ago, the, the business got involved into a program that was offered by APS here locally for small um, business minority-run mm-hmm. business. And you realize when you are in a room with like other businesses, everybody has the same challenge. Everybody is struggling the same way. You always have the issue of the brand. You have issues of marketing. You have issue of money. And then that kind of got me hooked again in the, in the part of the business. So, and I've been working really pretty seriously, you know, for the last three, four years now. Plus you teach. Yeah. A, plus I teach. Yeah. Plus yeah. I teach. You're not busy at all. No, plus <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a professor also. And, I don't know if it's part of the sugar daddy or not, but uh, I'm, a, I'm still a professor. So, um, and yeah. from from your accent, what Georgia, Alabama? Yeah, pretty, <laughs> the South actually, <laughs> deep South. <laughs> deep, yeah, Louisiana actually. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm actually, from, it's closer, right? I mean, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm French. originally from France, but I, I was telling my students this morning that I've spent more time my life here in the U.S. than okay. I've in France. So I am. I'm considering myself more as an American than I consider me as a French mm. citizen because, yeah, I spend two thirds of my life here now. Yeah. Even though I still don't get a lot of the things people talk about. That's, <laughs> that's a totally different podcast if you want to do it. 
Just because you live here doesn't mean you get everything. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I don't get everything. Crazy. Things are always I know. over my head, man. And we were yeah. just talking about that the other day on the team of just like, I think one of the hardest parts of working in marketing is just keeping up with cultural references. Yeah, absolutely. It's like just constantly changing. And they're ridiculous. Oh, I know. It's like, why do I want to keep up with that sometimes? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, do I do I have to care about fidget spinners? Because I know they're going to be gone in six Talk months. Talk about yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't get fidget spinners. Yeah. I don't get and it. I look at them, I think, what? Some yeah. people made millions of these. But I that's know. it. That's their one time. Yeah, they're But they can go time. around the world. You, if you go to Europe, these fidget spinners are huge in Europe this summer. All the kids had one. Yeah. I mean, it's just, so you, it's a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. What you have to think about, it's like talking about brand or marketing, is whatever you create in one country can, within a couple of years, to be global. And I, I, maybe we're moving forward, but I think that's one of the biggest challenges for businesses. You cannot look at the borders and the state as being your only market. Yeah. And I, and I think that's very hard for people to think that way, but yeah. it's... Especially in the digital world, we oh, where like you can sell anywhere. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so. Amazon. No, you can click and say, "I want to sell in Europe, in yeah. Canada, and Mexico." It's just not China. Point. You know, not China. <laughs> no, they steal, they steal your stuff in Venezuela. You got to get on Alibaba for that. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we tried actually. It's interesting. Did you? Yeah, it's interesting. I bet it's interesting because their business model they sell you the space. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's a very interesting business model that they have. It's like it's not only putting your product on there. First of all, it's a volume because yep. you have to sell volumes of products. And if you really want to move up so you are found, you have to. They have what they call a different kind of uh, program like platinum or you know silver, gold level. So it's basically you pay to make sure your name is up. So you pay for the advertising. Mm. So, yeah, it's interesting. That's crazy. And that's what we find in our... You know, it was like six months ago. So who knows? They might have tri- switched their business model. Yeah, Alibaba just baffles and amazes me. Oh. I mean, they're just massive over yeah. there, and they're yeah. into stuff that even Amazon isn't into mm-hmm. yet. Like mm-hmm. they do, they do uh, restaurant food delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they are like, uh, yeah, yeah, they're just they're banks. Yeah, yeah, they do investments. They do investments. They do everything, loans and all that yeah. stuff. So wait, it helps when the government helps you though. Yeah, it helps when there's there's no separation of, no, of industry yeah. regulation. So yeah. <laughs> you just buy your way to the top. Yeah. Speaking of buying your way to the top, yeah, actually it has nothing to do with buying your Perfect. way to the top. Perfect, <laughs> uh, segue. yeah. The icebreaker question. Yeah, let's oh, do the icebreaker. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> what is your greatest addiction? Should we start with Mike, or is anybody inspired? Problem is, mine changes about once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably right now. (laughs) This is so terrible. (laughs) Why did you have to pick this question? (laughs) Maybe, maybe you need to confront yourself. I probably do. I probably do. I have have two addictions. I have two addictions. One is YouTube. Mm. And at the moment, the video of choice that I binge on or the video mm-hmm. content is people who do woodworking. Oh, there's some neat stuff. There's really cool stuff. But after about two hours of watching it, you realize, like, 
Wow, I am so lame for sitting here watching other people make stuff that I could be making right now. But it's like, it's the core of all cooking shows. Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's people just don't cook. like that. I mean, just like, it's wow. just like this. So do you do woodwork? I do a little bit, okay. and I'm oh, starting to get more into it, and so I, that's part of it. It's kind of feeding my passion, but yeah. there's times where I'm just like, get mm -hmm. off your butt and go make something, Mike. Uh, that's the first. The second is this dumb little video game I play on my phone called Clash of Clans that I have tried to give up for like, three years in a row, and my wife still is like, really? You're still playing that? <laughs> is that, is that a strategy game? Yeah, it's strategy. Ah, those and, are addictive. And they, 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 it's a brilliant game from the standpoint of casual mobile mm. games. You can play for about 10, 15 minutes at a time, and you can get a lot of value. Or like, it's, it's fun, it's interesting, you can actually accomplish something. And it's social. You play with people that you, in my case, some of the people I, I, I know I play with. So, Did you have to go on Facebook and like spam everybody? No. So I refuse to do that. <laughs> I refuse to bring other people into my crazy addiction. Okay. So That's admirable. And torture them on social media with mm. posts mm. of what? That's just dumb. That's <laughs> just dumb. So, yeah. I, I, I play that like casually. It's, it's not like I'm sitting there all day playing it. As hosts, are we supposed to go first in answering these questions? Probably. All right. Buys so, our guests some time. It, it, should, it should be our policy. Yeah, especially um, when you make them really embarrassing like this. <laughs> greatest addiction, yeah. So um, so my obvious one is coffee because I, I, I don't oh. care if I give it up. I don't want to give it up. I want more coffee. I, just, <laughs> I have to titrate my coffee intake to three times a day, and I cannot have coffee before 9 a.m., or before 11 a.m. Usually I wait till 12. Okay. So those are my... And then when I wake That's up, interesting. I'm allowed. That's a really interesting... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you have one when you wake up. Which is mm -hmm. before 9 a.m. Which is before 9 a.m. So yeah. I kind of don't yes. get your restriction. But um, then you can't have another one until 12? Until 9 and then until 12. Uh, so you have all your drinks in the morning. Yeah. In the morning, uh, 9 and 12. Right. Nothing in the mm -hmm. afternoon. So I think so you should push the barriers up. and go for the afternoon, though. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm, but, but I'm setting my... I'm setting you my, won't be up at 5 a.m. this morning. <laughs> yeah, I won't. Well, no. Yeah. So I'm setting my, you know, I'm controlling my addiction somewhat. Mm -hmm. But because um, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to drink too much because that's probably unhealthy at some point. Yeah. yeah. I had to actually it stop. It your body of vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a lot of issues you mm -hmm. get from but yeah, now they're also saying, you know how things go back and forth, oh, yeah. um, you know. Um, Especially food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good for you, not good for you. Good yep. for you, not good for you. Coffee's been back and forth so many times. Because on the news, anytime they get a hold of a new study, it's like science. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Research like, shows. Yeah, research shows. And it can be some obscure, like, yeah. non peer-reviewed or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like if your research they shows. They had five college students in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> All undergrads. Yeah, all undergrads. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Someone had to go through the experiment. Someone did no their, choices. their freshman thesis. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows, man. So uh, so anyway, coffee. But um, social media, what I do is I'll go on Facebook and I'll start scrolling and then I'll realize. And, yeah. and then I'll stop for like a couple. I'll uninstall. Like right now I don't have Facebook on my phone. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. you want to share a picture. So that's the that's problem. That's why how they Instagram get was invented. Yeah, but then I get on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I do the same yeah. thing on Instagram. I actually haven't had Facebook on my phone for nine months. Yeah, that's wise. Mm. Yeah. I took Instagram off. Like it's that's a real time, ago. real it's time. It's just a thing. total Face, Facebook time has suck. a time yeah. stuck. Yeah, and I just, I'm, yeah, I know that's the problem. I just replace it with something else. <laughs> At least it's a sensibly 
like productive I, I and helpful. I can tell and myself that I'm learning something. That's and it's not something st- stupid and digital. You know, it's like, no, you're learning how to do something. You're seeing a new yeah. technique, you know. Only as long as it translates to actual, like, practice in my garage building mm. something. Mm. Otherwise, yeah. it's, it's quite... It's just as useless. It's still not as bad as college humor. Just like getting on and watching <laughs> yes. stupid, entertaining stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah. who wants to go first? My addiction is Audible. Ooh. Audible. Oh, that's a good books. addiction. Okay. I just don't have time to read. To read, you yeah. have to sit down, and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Recorded books, I stick it in my pocket. I put it in the back of my Levi's, and I can just do anything with earbuds or just just my straight phone. Yep. I'll just plunk it down. I'm mm. listening to David Sedaris mm. currently. Um, I listen to all kinds of things, things I would never listen to. A lot of business books. <laughs> mm. I yeah, do you that need to sit down and actually read it yeah. out of a real book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it yeah. is my addiction. How is your comprehension? That's what I always wonder. I know we have like auditory and um, mm. visual learners. Uh, is your comprehension, does your comprehension lend itself to audiobooks or? I'm not sure it lends itself to anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Better than nothing. Coming for a PhD. <laughs> Higher and deeper. Now, do you, do you also do you listen it at just normal speed? Oh yeah. Okay. Because oh, yeah. I, I've heard of of people talking about how to hack more, getting more content. And and one of the things is use audiobooks and listen to it at like 1.2 or 1.5 then, times. Then you wow. lose the voice. Yeah, you definitely the lose voice the voice. voice is what I love. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're listening, Sedaris is a great example. No, I mean, you he has a readily identifiable voice, and you monkey with it. He, he sounds like a monkey. He sounds like a squirrel if you yeah. do something like that. Yeah, I actually I started doing that with podcasts because oh, I, I just have podcasts. so many, an and there's so many too. I like listening yeah. to, mm-hmm. and found this app called Overcast, which will, it has two settings. One is it will attempt to reduce the gaps in the talking. So if I make a pause. People should get a life. In my (laughs) podcast, it'll actually clip that out, like automatically. Yeah. And then the other thing it'll do is allow you to set how fast you want to listen to each podcast. And it'll save that setting for that particular podcast. So you can like dial it in for each one, which is... I, I don't, yeah, it, it tweaks with the voice a little bit, and sometimes, like, I have to dial it down. Mm-hmm. I don't go faster than, like, 1.2. 1.5 is, like, chipmunks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, they sound pretty yeah. pretty awkward. But it is nice for some of the podcasts where I just I just want the content, and I don't care as much about the voice. Yeah. I have the I have the rise and fall of the Third Reich on my Audible. <laughs> I was like, Are you kidding? I was like, talk about look at the value I get. Look at all these hours of listening. I'm like in I the first download. <laughs> they broke that book into like five downloads or something. Like that. <gasps> oh my yeah, and yeah, I, I read like it one time. Three thousand pages written. It's a lot. I read it. I, it's great. I read it for like a few. Are years. you trying to get insight into the current administration? <laughs> I I am. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We, we could get into that. It's, it's very interesting. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what takes us? There's a brand issue there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think we've all. But when forgotten about the, <laughs> the I'm, real Nazis, I'm also. Yeah. I I really don't. <laughs> I 
I have a subscription, right? So yeah. I don't want to have to pay for the book at the same time because every month I get a credit. Mm -hmm. So I'm real careful. I look at how long the books are. If the book is six hours long, I'm not going to waste my credit on six no hours. Way. I want something that's 13 for it. Because that's going to do it. Yeah, unless exactly. they have a sale, you know, where I can get a bunch of books for four ninety five. I know, I do the same thing. And then you, did you listen to the little intros to see if you like the voice Absolutely. and stuff? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Takes me forever shopping. Mm -hmm. But I love right it. It's decision. my favorite shopping. All right, last but not <laughs> least. Uh, my addiction, oh, I... Be honest. <laughs> Outside chocolate and sweets. Um, she picked one that makes her look virtuous. So yeah, yeah. So actually, the, there is one radio show that is not on podcast. I have listened since. It's a radio show that's been on French radio for like 40 years. And I missed 10 years because the first 10 years I was here, there was no way for me to listen to it. And now it's on podcast. So it is just to me absolutely amazing that space and time has been removed from that experience. Because I can listen, so it's a podcast, but it's something I listen to every day. Mm -hmm. So today I listen to the podcast from, because I miss Monday and Tuesday, but I, it's just, a, it's an amazing feeling to me to be listening to the podcast of a show, a radio show I've been listening to since maybe I was 12 or 13 That's years old. That's really cool. And it's really actually a cool, it's a cool and interesting, especially when you, when you listen to these old podcasts like that, because to me it's really, shrinking the space and time because it doesn't matter where you are you are still you can still be somewhere else yeah so your mind is wondering but that's and it's it's a stupid radio show so <laughs> it's all about comedy and all that stuff but um i love that radio show to me it's like that would be an addiction what's what's it called called les grosses têtes right. and it's big just heads. yeah it's oh, called okay. big heads and so it's basically this guy who asks questions it's like kind of who's answering and who says the the stupidest you know answer and but it's yeah it's a radio show forty years on radio it's the most popular radio show maybe on French radio That's and crazy. they have, they have only had two people being the head of uh, kind of the, the group of uh, people huh. wow and um, I don't know what else to brush up I like I like TV I love TV love and TV. I love to do one thing on Netflix which is to scroll through <laughs> yeah. I just go and it drives Diane absolutely crazy because I just scroll through that stuff and I look at it and I read Don't the stuff everything. and it's like never actually watch it you know so I, like people have YouTube video they watch people doing stuff with wood I watch the Netflix just like the, the cover the, the short end story and I do that for I don't like the way Hulu has done it by the way if anybody from Hulu is listening you oh, guys are not helping terrible. us it's really bad as a, as a viewer experience because you cannot see the next shows mm -hmm. Netflix has done it the best and also um, HBO has also okay. done it the best but I, w I, w I could spend hours just like flipping through all the different and I've not watched anything yeah. and I'm just like flipping through it's like oh that could be cool put on my list and I forget so you start zoning out pretty soon there's a little drill coming out yeah <laughs> yeah no it's just, I know yeah. I mean, you're the one doing it it's like it feels like nobody's fun and you feel, it feels productive but when you're the one watching you're like what yeah. is going on like when are we going to watch something I mean, that's exactly and I'm sitting there going <laughs> yeah. talking, about, talking about the power of choices I mean talking about the power of choices because you realize all these choices you see is actually paralyzing because yep. you don't know what to watch so yeah. you just right. go it's like before I was to watch something it's like I want to make sure I'm watching the right show like and you waste <laughs> hours right and optimizing yeah the and you don't because you just go through that someone stuff. should write a, a hack for that where it, it pre collates your Netflix to only give you three options 
Based on your history, and, and maybe they can feed off. Once Netflix. Netflix only gives you 50 anyway. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. I, I heard the but algorithm. 50, only you know, keep, that's 50. Already, yeah, exactly. Pick one out of 50. Yeah. That's, it's hard, that's man. You have to go through all of them. I know. So, the documentary, you have to go through all the 50. <laughs> and, like, and you cannot move them up and down. That's the only thing I've read. Because if you could, yeah. you could sort them, that, that will help my, my addiction here. Like, yeah. to, so then I will feel that really fulfilling, wasting time because then I'm reorganizing my selection rather than just scrolling through yeah. that. But it's not yeah. there. But it keeps him from doing the IMBD at the same time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, I love doing that. I love doing that. Yeah, yeah. Seven degrees. What else do they in, play in? in every movie. Yeah. I don't play. Yeah. But that's it. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. First question. You guys ready for yeah. a first serious question? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit of softball, but um, what is special, the good and the bad, about starting a business in a state like Arizona? Discuss. Discuss. <laughs> well, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy. It's, it's easy. easy. I mean, when you, when you look at two women starting a business on literally on the kitchen table, and, you know, then we went into the public market, because I knew Cindy Gentry, who ran the Phoenix public market. Hey, Cindy, can I? Do? Oh, yeah, sure. Come on. And then, you know, it was very easy to incubate. It was very mm. easy to reach our first market. First customer. And also yeah. to register the business was yeah, easy. Yeah, it was super easy, and it wasn't yeah. expensive. Mm-hmm. It's super easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. 50 bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, an LLC. And yeah. it's, it's like... One piece of paper. Yeah, one piece of paper is in the state. And And Denis always talks about you can't do it in France. No, Mm. France would be a nightmare. There's no way you can do that kind of thing in France. But here, if you've got an idea, it's easy to take it out and run Mm -hmm. it up the proverbial marketplace pole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you find out real quickly. Mm -hmm. Has there been any, like, standout challenge to being in Arizona? With the weather. (laughs) (laughs) And it's getting more and more challenging every year. You know, and that's re- that really harms a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why the, the move to, to digital, to e-marketing, e-commerce is just, it's a godsend to Arizona mm-hmm. businesses like ours, a consumer packaged good. Having to go to market every week when we started, and I think I did market for maybe four years. You know, you're lugging a tent and a table and all your yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. And in the summertime, it's, it's yeah. the most punishing thing in the mm-hmm. world. It's just mm-hmm. brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the weather, and also in Arizona, it's the flip of anywhere else. We have all these dead periods. Christmas, give it up. Nobody's mm. going to do anything. Yeah. Summer, give it up. Nobody's doing anything. Mm. Um, it's, it has a strange rhythm. I came yeah. from L.A., and this place has a strange rhythm. And L.A. is always talking about, oh, they're so laid back and everything like that. My God, L.A. is just, you know, a racehorse compared to yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Is that is that is there good and bad to that? Because I was talking to a friend from GE in New York, and he was like, "Yeah, people around here." He had this theory that the warmer the weather, the more laid back people yeah. were, mm-hmm. and so you have to go someplace cold to get stuff done. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you know, what yeah. else are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. You went outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. To me, I mean, to me, the positive part of Arizona is, as Diane said, is to start the business yeah. and be able to quickly, t- I mean, in what we do, which is consumer product, to very quickly find out if you have customers or not. Mm. The public market, the markets are an, an amazing incubator for that level. Because mm-hmm. very quickly you can, and that's how a lot of our products were formulated by customers coming to us and say, hey, listen, I have a dog that has a problem. Can you guys do something for us? 
And so we said, oh, come back next week. And yeah. next week we had a formula for dog shampoo. And the person used it That's and she cool. came back to say, I want to buy gallons of that stuff because I don't know <laughs> what, what is in it, but my dog, Rush, is gone. Yeah, because our ingredients are so readily available, mm -hmm. many, many people make their own cleaning product. And our response to that is, yeah, but you don't have to have seven bottles under your sink now, and our packaging is cuter. <laughs> True. <laughs> Cute you know? packaging. Yeah. And, but yeah. It makes me want to clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get started, because we use that peppermint, you can't stop. It really is like, wow, I'm having the best time I've ever had. I'm going to keep doing this. Wait, are you saying it has, a, it has some drug effects? Yeah, the it does. Peppermint. That's, really? it's because it's aromatherapeutic essential oil, oh. it's, uh, it's an upper. It gives you a morale boost and an energy boost. Do you have They're any with you right now? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Seems like all our listeners could have, have a, a lot of fun. Smell it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a friend who said, um, God, I really love your product, but my, my arm and my, my, my elbow and my shoulder are so sore. What did you do? Clean my entire RV. I <laughs> she, has, she travels around her little RV on weekends, and she said, I just had to clean the whole thing. Like, oh, That's so her addiction. You're if a you were a disturbed yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse things to be addicted to. Yeah, exactly. Than cleaning your RV. <laughs> there are people who like yeah. to clean. I'm just not one of them. Just sell it. Yeah. To, to me, the challenge of Arizona is we're, we're close to California. Mm. And we're not close enough to the center of the country. Mm. Like, so for our consumer, for what we do again, so in order for us to reach a customer on the East Coast, it's so expensive. Mm. The, shipping, uh, the yeah. shipping is just kills us uh, yeah. because uh, there are some parts on the East Coast, like New York City, I don't know if the... The package is wrapped in bubble and presented with a bow on it, but it is so expensive to ship to New York City. Huh. Um, and I think if we're able to be closer to the center of the country, that's why a lot of the people who do consumer products are like on the line, basically yep. Chicago, Houston, mm -hmm. because then you're halfway through the country, so all the states in the middle, yeah. uh, they make the product, yep. and, you know, so you can just, it's equal distance between the two. The, that is a disadvantage. It's an advantage for us because when we do the research of where our customers are, they're all on the West Coast. So you can oh, go like California, okay. Oregon, Washington. Right. So it's good. So we have basically, we have the bimodal customer distribution. We have some states we have never sold one bottle of our products online. In what was it, Alabama? Alabama, we have never sold one. <laughs> if anybody from Alabama yeah, is listening, listening, we need to buy it. And, and that's sad because no, that's where your you're call from. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I said Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> But that's, that's to me, would be, but it's easy to do business here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. super easy. Um, yeah. Phoenix is all about network, not in the traditional way, <laughs> but there's something to learn for everyone you talk to in mm -hmm. a way. Maybe not on that, that um, Bay Area level, but everybody... Everybody deserves a chance to be heard here, mm -hmm. I, I've discovered. I will talk to a lot mm -hmm. of people. Where I might not have done that in Los Angeles. Yeah. But I had a bricks and mortar store in there. It's different. <laughs> well, you know, we, we heard something similar too from Phil, right? Yeah, because he was talking about how, I mean, he didn't express it the same way, but he was talking about how in New York, um, just this, you just, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're like drowned out by the noise mm -hmm. or, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then you come here and people are willing to help each other and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. mentor and. And also one of the aspects, the mentoring, but also for for some of the industry, like first, but we have major headquarters actually, like Sprouts, uh, 
PetSmart is here. Yeah, mm -hmm. PetSmart is here. Mm -hmm. So we have headquarters of big, big businesses here in Arizona that people might not be aware of. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you can find a niche in some aspect, whatever you are doing that you are launching, that you could find like if it's not a headquarter, a very high level part of the organization. Could be in Tempe, yep. it could be in Phoenix, it could be in Tucson. And there's but just it, less noise. There's absolutely less noise. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's an advantage. I mean, so on that part, it's an advantage. Um, but the state is not big enough to sustain to really grow business. Like first of all, we're at Sprouts in Arizona. There's 29 stores, so we're on all the Sprouts. Well, if you look at it, it's like well, if we're in California, it would be like at 150 stores or like very. Yeah. So the business can grow, but it's not really viable well population on, on of, yeah. here in arizona yeah. is, is really in three basic nodes whereas in california you have business <coughs> going on everywhere but mm -hmm. here you don't i mean the geography of the state yep. itself limits you okay. so it's it's it is it's flagstaff tucson and phoenix mm -hmm. and universities in each one of those locations which yep. makes it nice mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of talent here yep. mm -hmm. That is a very comprehensive answer. Yeah, it was. Might be the most comprehensive we've gotten so far. Yeah. <laughs> That'll um, cost you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm charging my, my phone on these computers. Yeah, really? so I guess that's <laughs> <laughs> He's giving me something for free right now. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask what the cash value of our un, unwavering and undying uh, gratitude is. but It's got to be worth at least yeah. like half a cent. Yeah, at least. At Legal least. tender, right? A couple of pennies. Yeah. A couple of pennies, maybe. Is that those coupons are like point a half a cent? They're each worth legal tender? We should, we should give out easy brand cats bucks. Oh, yeah. Yes. Trade them in for hugs. Oh. A high five? Oh, high Penny. fives. We yeah. can do high fives. Depending on some people. Don't yeah, like some people totally don't like the hug thing. Hug some right. people don't even like the high five thing. You know, like, that's true. Germs. Some of us miss. <laughs> <laughs> so they to use your coupon. <laughs> Sorry, you'll get right. one chance to get yeah. that yeah. other five. Single use only. You want another one? Here, yeah. give I another coupon. We only have so many in inventory. It's like the coins at the arcade, you know. Sometimes they just eat them. Yeah, exactly. Never get them back. So, so what kinds of companies uh, should have a presence here? What what kinds of companies should have a headquarters and develop more of a presence here? And um, which ones should should move away? I mean, <laughs> that's we're, an interesting question. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to say, "Hey, you guys should move somewhere else," right? I mean, this is a hmm. we're trying to find the truth behind things. That's one of the things, one of the uh, foundational principles of the Easy Brandcast. So, uh, we're interested in because we think even the ones that move away. Hmm. Have uh, you know the rationale behind those things has a uh, it says something about mm -hmm. there's information in that yeah yeah so who's who's moved away that's like a big deal give me give me an example local motors I don't know if they're a big deal but that, that, from a from a startup community standpoint especially for automotive industry that seems to be being promoted a lot here right now that was a big that was oh, a bit okay. of a loss okay. Um, well, uh, uh, Henkel or Dial. I was thinking of Henkel and Dial. Yeah, they moved, they moved their headquarters. And that was kind of a big deal. I mean, deal. it's always been an issue mm -hmm. here in Arizona that there's middle management here, but the upper management mm -hmm. is never here. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the average length of stay, and this is, this is out of grad school, so it's a few years out of date, but the average length of stay is about five years. So we have a very transient population. So if we could... Mm -hmm. address that a little more effectively mm -hmm. you know, how do we get you to stay yeah you know what do you need 
Were we ever in the running for Amazon's second location? We were pretty far down the list. Yeah. It was a long shot from what I saw. So I wonder if it's life stages where people are like, got to go somewhere cold so I can get on with my career or... um, yeah, or just, you know, if you're... The salary limitations here are an issue. Yeah. Really? They you know, are. if oh, it's yeah. all middle Compared management, <laughs> eventually you Chicago. work your way out of that, mm-hmm. and you work your way to a different state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think also, I mean, from what I've re- been reading, business is moving in here is due to a lot of tax effort from the state. It is. So when you hear people who are like in business development at the state level, I mean, they all fight for the same business. Like Amazon, I don't know how much gifts these guys are going to get, but well, the, they're going to be right, they are going to, they are, this, this is, they got so a whole saguaro cactus. For yeah. Tucson. Yeah. So when you, <laughs> when you look at it, they, 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 look at it, they, they said, yeah. They said Mr. Saguaro. The, the economic <laughs> yeah. council yeah. down there. So 30, them 30 feet tall, right? Is it yeah. Like 30, yeah. yeah. To let I'm another still trying series. to figure out, like, isn't that illegal? <laughs> well, I assume it was planted. I'd have yeah. to assume that. Yeah. Like they were just gonna give them like a dead cactus. I wonder what the, no, no. I wonder what the cash value of that cactus is. A lot. No, yeah. it's a yeah. If it's thirty foot tall, it's a it's an old cacti. So, mm-hmm. so I, I think that like when you hear all that stuff, it's to me it's like it's interesting, but I don't think the state is rich enough to afford to go after these big businesses. Yeah. Most likely, Amazon is going to move to a state that already has Atlanta, big headquarters, Atlanta, yeah. or you know, go somewhere. <laughs> You know, that where the money is already there, they won't have to be on major infrastructure. I mean, we couldn't, I don't think we could ever, the state could ever support an Amazon moving here. Like the whole thing is like, it will, dis- I mean, it would be a great disruptor. So if we want disruption in business, it will be an amazing disruptor yeah. because they require bicycle path, public transportation. I mean, it's not, not like to mention all the talent they're going to want yeah. that's going to have yeah. to come out of other companies here yeah. already, which I know right. is a big, I know within like the, the startup community here, there was a lot of people very that were not excited about that. Yeah, because they're like, we can't compete no. with an Amazon no. for talent, um, and our 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 edge our, our higher ed um, system here, mm-hmm. at least from a technical standpoint, like, like software development, mm-hmm. we just don't pump out enough candidates. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I know that was a big deal. And I, I was kind of split. I was like, well, yeah, that's true. But it would also force everyone to do better, and it would force our higher ed, you know, it would force ASU and Grand Canyon and our community colleges and even U of A to a degree to really step up their game on on pumping out good candidates. And actually, that's one of the biggest challenges for, like, people moving in or moving out is, like, I was at a uh, state conversation, like, last year, and there was somebody from Intel there. And you see the challenge of Arizona is like we have to import talent, yep. which was really offensive for some of the people who were like here local and say, well, no, we so you don't understand. We are looking for, we're not looking for 10 graduates a year. Yeah. We are looking for Hundreds. 200 yes. highly qualified mm-hmm. employees. Yeah. And he said, so then when we start to open the position to outside the state, well, unfortunately, the people in Arizona suddenly, we start to compare them with people, kids who got a degree from Michigan or from Oregon or from Los Angeles or wherever. And then you realize at equal degree, then are we really going to pick up that kid who just graduated from one of the universities here? Or are we going to pick up the kids who is coming from another state? Mm-hmm. But it's that part I totally agree with. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, I think university have, I'm working on it, but oh, yeah. it's a, no, tough, it's a tough challenge. They it's know. A, it's and, a tough, tough challenge. Um, and there's a lot of private sector <clears throat> you know, companies that are popping up to try to fill that mm-hmm, void, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that 
Phoenix is a little bit behind the eight ball on that mm-hmm. because we haven't had that huge demand for technical talent. That like San Francisco oh. is is already kind of gone it, through that. And and you see, I mean, if you want to move the conversation, you, it's either the state spends the money on it or mm-hmm. the private sectors. Yep. And the private sector here is not big enough to spend the money on training, and the state has not been willing to spend any money on higher education for the last, and I've been here for 25 years, every year you hear that cutting the budget off. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's this giant cash 22, because at some point the money will have to be sent to be spent if you want to have an educated workforce. Yep. And we don't have the business we have here, they can do as much as, they do as much as they can, but they are not able to, they are not going to train the, the people yeah. of the future. And that and spending starts oh, not at the university. No, it starts it's too in late. elementary and look what we're yeah. doing. Elementary yeah. and high school. And if you don't get, get the kids involved at that level at a high quality, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's just like, you know, it's kind of not doomed for failure, but it's a very uphill battle. So, so is it, <clears throat> I mean, is it in you guys' mind, is it, it, would it be good to have an Amazon come in or is it better to have someone who will just raise the bar incrementally? Well, I think that's what's been interesting about Tuft and Needle. Mm. Ah. They came in and they mm. came in from San Francisco because yeah. it was just too much going on. They came in here and mm-hmm. boom. And I think that's interesting. They have a little bumper sticker. I have it. It's, I believe in Phoenix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they really bought into... They really did. ...to really supporting the, the culture. and. So they're a disruptor, and yet they're very traditional. They're selling a very traditional yeah. product. Their actual business model way. is pretty traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of interesting to me that, you know, Arizona, especially the Phoenix area, has always attracted manufacturing mm-hmm. um, and more traditional style businesses that... Mm. Um, you know, even when you find this like disruptor that mm-hmm. kind of touts their technological expertise, but the product in and of itself is still a traditional consumer product good that, you know, ships in a box. I think if you were to ask <laughs> most people about businesses they know in Phoenix, you would get Tuft and Needle and you'd get Chris Bianco, mm-hmm. who has managed yep. to take restaurants to a whole different level and he's going global now. What food here is incredible. No, we have a great Mm. food scene. We really Mm. do. And it's come a long way. Mm -hmm. Sure. So that's what people think of, I think, when they think of Phoenix now or, you know, those kinds of things. At least we locals do. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow. I remember when I moved here, you could not get breakfast anywhere. (laughs) There was one breakfast spot in, in Tempe in the little shopping area by the university. And I remember thinking, I'm from Los Angeles. I'm going downtown to where the railroad station is because I know the produce. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> and it was just, it's been a huge deal watching mm-hmm. restaurants. Mm-hmm. And, and it started with Chris Bianco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one person did that. Yep. Yep. That's cool. So who should leave? Who should leave? <laughs> what industries would do better? You could, yeah, I mean, industries. Yeah, right. Coal in mining. <laughs> coal well, mining. just like, well, you know. Is there coal in here? No, yeah, not no, no, none coal. Oh. There's, there's copper. There's copper, though. The I copper thought there mine. was coal. I thought no. it was on the Navajo. Navajo land. There is. Reservation right? land. I don't know if yeah. they're mining. I know there's a there's a coal plant. That's there you go. The really, there's a big, big power plant up near oh, yeah. uh, Lake Mead. Yeah. That they're, they keep talking about shutting down. Yeah. Really they're sure. all waiting for the announcement that coal's happening again. Yeah. Um, there's some other <laughs> issues. Like that it employs 800 people from the reservation. Yeah. yeah. And they're, no yeah. one's willing to just. Who should leave? Fork out leave? money to 
That's a good question. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who should. Maybe if you want to look from an economic impact, if you're not, if basically your business model is to have your headquarters here and having your employees dispersed in the U.S., I mean, to me, in that, pay, in that case, it's like, you know, what, what's the point of having a headquarters here and basically have your manufacturing or your, most of your labor outside the state, I mean, if you want to look from an economic perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I because li- if, com- if you have companies leaving, then it's not helping anybody. Because whatever they, the reason why they came here is because if they live here, it's because they're going somewhere else. And they are attractive to somebody else, another state. And to me, it's like, well, why is it that they left us and moved to another state? So I'm not sure I want anybody to leave. I mean, I, I don't know. Of, yeah, it's uh, more, I mean, you know, it's more of a kind of a branding question. Like, our competitors? Who should? But, <laughs> <laughs> that will not help us anyway. Yeah. You know, they're so, not here. They're, they're, they're not all global. So, Assuming you know, anyone had attained to the level you know, uh, being competition to you guys. But, yeah, but no, but, you know, but actually what you, when you look at, you know, that's why you have the fast food places. They always are next to each other. It's wise because it's the competition that helps yeah. the businesses. So mm. I think if you start to have companies living, that to me is a dangerous slippery stuff. Even though it's not in your industry, if you start to have to lose the reputation from being in manufacturing mm-hmm. or think about innovation or yep. branding and suddenly you have the big agency that decide, you know what, we could do the same thing from Los Angeles, San Diego. Right. Then suddenly the it will actually dry out the entire state and I don't think the quantity would be as good. Well and you're you gonna know? you're gonna drive down living wages. You're yeah. gonna drive yeah. down like employee benefits yeah. if you don't have yeah. competition for the same yeah. employees. Yeah. Like I know like for us like I remember when we first instituted um, health benefits for our team, and I mean, we had like four people on, in the company, mm-hmm. and uh, three people, and I had competitor, you know, friendly competitors mm-hmm. in our space who were really small, small little shops and agencies, creative agencies, and they're like, "How do you do that? That's got to be expensive and all this mm-hmm. stuff." And I'm like. I'm trying to keep ahead of you. <laughs> like, yeah, like, a, like, I want the time beating yeah, you that yeah, you have been yeah, getting. Yeah. I'm trying to find any way I can yeah. possibly do that's that. That's a good one. That's a very good yeah. one. So, and, you know, that's, that's a constant thing. Like, we got to keep mm-hmm. keep at that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can't one. win on every uh, every category and every item. But, yeah. But, that's, yeah, that's you a know, good question. if there's no competition, that, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. But I don't know if you would want anybody... I don't know if you would want anybody to leave or... Everybody belongs in Arizona. That's right. I mean... If you like the sun and if you... I mean, unless you're in a... a, Like, you know, you're you're selling what... um, Heaters? And you're going to Flagstaff. That's the delight. That's true. I I don't know. I guess... I don't know that I want anybody to leave, but Uh I... I don't... I hope people grow in their understanding of what... A business can do mm-hmm. for the community. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think that's where like uh, this. This is we're piggybacking on our conversation with Adam Goodman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think there's that many companies in Arizona that really get that mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. You know, it's high about grow where you're planted, kind of like yeah, like borrow like let people help you, let the land help you, let the other yes. businesses help yeah, you. Take care of all of your yeah. stakeholders. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think there's a lot of room for growth in that in Arizona. And I don't know that we need many more companies moving here who don't, you know, practice that, right? Hmm. Who don't look at how to take care of their employees, how to take care of the community, how to take care of, um, you know, the resources they're using. 
Um, you know, it's like the money's nice yeah. <laughs> when they come, but you know, if I got to pick them versus somebody who actually cares, I'd rather have the people who care. You know, it's interesting you're saying that because I just made a company in Mesa. They do rivets for airplanes and car parts, hmm. um, and they are, they are really. It's a small company. It's actually it was started by the father, the grandfather. They have six hundred employees. They have decided to stay, and I'm sorry, it's like in Chandler, I believe, uh, or and this is the reason why we stayed here is because we can buy the parts from around the world. We make them here. We know mm. everybody. Yeah, and they say for us to relocate, like to say we have been here, so we're third generation. Why would we want to move anywhere? Say, so we we have some. Negative aspect, which is the cost, uh, because the cost in Phoenix were not known, and usually the costs are higher. Yep. See, so, but it's, it, they were talking about like why, and at some point they had to make the choice of do they want to, the triple or quadruple their warehouse, their manufacturing f- facilities, and say, could we, do we want to do it here, or do we want to move somewhere else? And they had offers. And it's a company I never heard of. <laughs> and it was just interesting that in the industry, though, they are super well known. They are the leader worldwide about doing wow. these very highly specialized rivets on airplanes, on cars. And I was listening to them, I was like, never heard of you guys. Say, no, in Arizona, nobody knows us. And he said, we do like 95% of our stuff at the export. Yeah. Hmm. So it's, it's an interesting you know, concept. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole idea, um, you know, we're talking about discovering the brand of Arizona, mm-hmm. right? And we're very much discovering it because I, I think that's what we're doing is having conversations that help doing exactly what we just said companies should do, right? Which is uh, letting people help you. Right. Mm-hmm. And letting the community, um, you, you becoming a little bit like them and, and learning from them and them doing the same thing and kind of, uh, you know, having that, that connection that's more like, a, um, almost like, I hate to sound like a dance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so a little bit like a dance, you know, it's like you come here, you know, dance with people, like make friends mm-hmm. and, and, um, build your tribe. Build yeah. Your community. Mm-hmm. There's our coupon dance cards. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Free dance. Ooh, ooh, coupon. Why didn't we think of this before Design Week? I don't know. All the ideas are now. Set. I like the pressure's posters. off. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah posters will be good. Anyway, whatever. will be strong. Um, <laughs> we haven't talked about you guys enough. So, um, uh, truce. Uh, tell us. So, what's the summary? Nobody's ever heard. Let's let's say nobody's ever heard of you. What would you say? How would you describe truce? Truce is a very simple product. But it's very effective. When I first became aware of the chemically saturated world we live in, I tripped right out and bought all these green products, and they didn't work. And what's special about Truce, honestly, is they work. It's that simple. And it isn't rocket science in terms of the ingredients. Anyone can do it, but we have the recipe. (laughs) <laughs> anybody can bake a cake but he gives his recipe for French yogurt cake to everyone nobody can make it like he can <laughs> is, 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 is that because you say like put two cups of sugar instead of one cup of sugar and no, no. <laughs> because you, you, I just you, I just, you I just no, the recipe it's, no it's false it's, it's counterintelligence cup of salt. <laughs> no it's just like that's yeah <laughs> you mess, mess up with your mind you know like, I thought it was a good cake that stuff is disgusting why does he use Tabasco yeah <laughs> No, I was just like, uh, to, to, to add to what Diane was saying, like, for example, talking about branding, it took us a long, oh long time to find out who we were as a brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you know, it's an exercise. You can look at it like, oh, we can spend a half a day and just do the branding. And it, but it actually took us a long time because if you look, we have kept the record of like what we were known for at first mm-hmm. compared to what we want people to know us as. It's like it, there's a canyon between where we start and where we are. Mm. Yeah, when we first started, um, Candace, who created these recipes, gave us her little bottle. I didn't know her from Adam. It was it was your birthday party. Mm. And she came and she brought, no, it's mine, and brought me these things. She said, I know you're an ecologist, and these products have no chemicals in them. They had her little business card, scotch tape to them, because she used them in her cleaning business. And it was Urban Organics, H-E-R-B, apostrophe N, organics. (laughs) And so it was like, oh, done. It's done. We'll just go with that. What a nightmare. Nobody Mm. could find us online. Oh, right. And when we went to go... And have it trademarked nationally, yeah. we couldn't. It mm-hmm. was done. So we had to go through a rebranding. And that was an extraordinarily disruptive to us process, mm-hmm. long process. But at the end of it, we arrived at the magical five letter name, Truce. There's magic in that five. Um, as against having urban organics that everybody goes U R B A N. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was a, it was just a yeah. terrible yeah. brand. Yeah. Terrible brand. You can't come in on a podcast with that kind of name. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's an interesting part. And at first, what was our the the slogan we had? The is, one we wanted: greenwash. Yeah, greenwash. We wanted to stop greenwash. <laughs> then we went into this is the product you the, the new smell of. The new, the smell, new of, smell of clean was our first, yeah. Mm. And then it was, this is the product you would make yourself if you had the time. Sure. Which young mothers who always yeah. swear, I'm going to make my own cleaning products, mm. fine, you just wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wait and yeah. see what kind of time you have to go down to the store and buy all these individual ingredients. No, come to us. And we're safe around your baby. We're safe around your pets. <clears throat> we're safe around your chemically sensitive cancer surviving relatives. We are safe. Mm. And that's where the word truce we play with a lot, mm-hmm. you know. So, so then, yeah. So then we became. Uh, we thought what we did. I can. You are asking us about what identify us. Just add water, because we are like really big on adding water. And actually, by reading and not about water. you know, not not talking to people who are in branding business, you realize this is us, but that's not what our customers want. So you know, you know the mm-hmm. hero's journey about the brand, but like you are not the hero of your business. The customer yeah. is right. And then it just like a light bulb, just like suddenly like turn on because we realize the just add water is just because of us. That's what we drive That's our business. Mm-hmm. It's my our That's value. Right. We don't want to waste energy. The customer is actually I'm totally puzzled by that because what <laughs> they want, they want a safe, simple, and effective product. Right. So we have gone and now we have that process safe, simple, and effective because that's what the customers want. The fact that we don't add water. They find it's an interesting part of the business, but to us, yeah. that's that's how we look at it first. Like, yeah. we want to be a disruptor and kind of, and the the story about adding the removing the water is actually yeah. a very funny story because it's not because when Diane used to go to the the, the market, the market, yeah, and you are lugging your as I said, you're oh, lugging, yeah, <laughs> that's how it came. <laughs> and you full of products that have water in yeah. them. And one day, I just broke down. I yeah. said, I'm not doing I just this. can't do this anymore. We're going to stop with the water. And Candace was like, we can't do that. People <laughs> want to use it right away. I said, well, tough noogies. Yeah. I'm not carrying that they anymore. Have faucets. It's yeah, horrible. Exactly. <laughs> horrible. 
and I used to we used to pull it on this cart that we referred to as the Antichrist. <laughs> that thing was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. And as soon as we switched to add your own water, people were like, "Oh, that's genius! Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect! Yeah. yeah, get home and use your own water. Do I have to have special water? No, <clears throat> no." So use yours, not ours. Why are you, why are you lugging yeah. our water around mm. the grocery store or around anywhere? Right. That was it. That was yeah. A huge, that was that was a you. That was, that was a game use for us because then we realized <laughs> we are just add your own water because we thought that's what cut and we ran on that for many many years. We're just and, rethinking and, and it, and we are just refining everything we are doing. And suddenly we realize that's because then you want to to carry the bottle, so mm. that we remove the just water because that's what we want. One of our values in the business, right. actually, the customers they find it interesting, but they are like, oh. Hmm. Does it work? Yeah. Is it right. safe? And you're like, because the ultimate problem they're solving is not this yeah. like environmental concern no, over water shipped everywhere. It's a it's a maybe a sub concern for some of them. It's not like number one reason, but it's multi, mm-hmm. It's primarily I need to clean yeah. right. my house, yeah. right? And I need to do it in a way that's that's effective and yeah. safe and yeah. safe. And so so. Um, Ray from Refresh Glass, whom I hope you talk to at some point. Yeah, we need to get podcast. He's the one who sort of turned us onto the whole idea. Ask your customers what's most important to them on a scale of one to ten. Is it going to be safe? Is it going to be simple? Or it's going to be effective? Effective is what they're looking for. Effective. They're not looking for all the things we are driven by, which is we want you to be safe. They want it to work. Yeah. Mm And the core, that's what so so we're we're going through that change now. Mm. We're refocusing behind that perspective and realizing, oh yeah, that's, that's what we should be marketing. Yeah, is it, that this stuff works like a bandit, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. safe and simple. You know, it's interesting when you talk about branding. It's like you forget the journey you have taken on the branding mm-hmm. path, and you forget how much you have evolved. So. We move. We have moved documents from the house to the warehouse, and so in doing that, we go. We flip through the stuff, and we're like, "Oh my God! Do you remember when we did that exercise?" And it was like we thought we had it made. And you look at the data; it's like it's seven years ago. Wow, we have moved so far. Mm -hmm. But to us, it's like we we are still fine tuning. But you realize how much we have really moved away from where we were. But we are in the business day day in day out, so it's hard for us to see how much we have evolved. Hmm. But I, I think to me, a brand is a totally organic, evolving. There's some core bit concepts, but it's, it's like a, you should, I mean, revise it. The once focus in a while. shifts. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. focus, the focus shifts. definitely shifts in your brand. You want to keep the brand name front of mind, but what drives it for your customer yeah. is what you really have to identify. And Ray just nailed yeah. it, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, okay. How awesome that you guys are in a community of businesses oh, it's, it's, where that kind of we talk about that yeah, all the time can happen. Yeah, I mean that's one thing. Talking about Arizona, I don't know how many of these Maxics there are in the state, but that is the most amazing way of of. Um, it's been incredible. Of fostering knowledge, yeah. growth, partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, we partner with a, a business that does uh, not only cleaning homes but uh, service. Moxie, Moxie, Moxie girl. So every time somebody we ship a product in Arizona, we put their car. They get business that way. They, it's it, to me, it's, it's the most amazing. We're not alone, basically. Mm-hmm. I think it would be very hard for us to just go to our own warehouse. We really do have a tribe in yeah. Max Six yeah. that's yeah. just amazing. As far as I know, I don't. I mean, there's some other 
there are co-working spaces, yeah. but there's not an ink. This is an, an, it's an like incubator. An incubator. Yeah. It and really it's, is. It's interesting that it's primarily like manufacturing and product mm-hmm. oriented rather than mm-hmm. like, you know, traditional incubators tech. and yeah. accelerators tech, that are yeah. really focused yeah. on tech yeah. or, you know. I think yeah, I think it's because, and you're addressing the issue, people don't know about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I think. We're going to work on that. I, yeah. was, I knew you were. Um, I think when that model gets out, every yeah. time people come to see us, yeah, yesterday are. we had two women from Bedford Industries, which is in Minnesota. Hmm. They're huge. They do all the ties on the bread. They do oh, all the organic ties. Of course there's a business for that. <laughs> and they're the ones who do our hang so tag crazy. that says just add water. Okay. So they hmm. came to see us because, yeah. you know, you're growing. What's going on? And Stephen wound up touring them through the through the warehouse and they were blown away. They do business with T Pressa. They popped oh, in and said cool. hello to T Pressa. Yeah. And it's like, wow. It's a small world. It's a small, wonderful world. Yeah. And it's a really unique space. I mean mm-hmm. that is also allowing us when you are like down, you can always go and talk to Peyton and mm-hmm. kind of like he's like, Yeah, well, we're on the same boat. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the slap in the face, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. But always- that's the part that I think like the challenge for a business to come in, I mean, now if you're not talking about billion dollar company, small business like being totally isolated. Yeah. I think we get way better ideas because we're in that space yeah. where, you know, if Peyton has a few minutes, we can talk about Amazon strategy and he's helping us on the Amazon strategy. We can hear Ray talk about different stuff. And mm. that to mm-hmm. me is, is an amazing, that's truly the, the true definition of an incubator. Mm. Like really where you have people bubbling. It's always bubbling. There's always stuff going on. Yeah, that's very cool. That's so. <clears throat> that is awesome. I went to a photography thing yesterday, right yeah. at lunchtime, just because I'm in this incubator, this you know Mac Six, and mm-hmm. it was I learned something, even though I was working part of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell him that though. Poor son. But um, yeah, no, he did a great now job. He'll find out. Uh, did a great job. Before we go, um, I was kind of curious. I was looking through the ingredients, and the most. Uh, Hostile sounding ingredient I saw on there was borax, but apparently borax because has an X on it sounds hostile, right? Tell us about borax. Borax is <laughs> just, a natural. Indulge me. I'm the, <laughs> it's probably it's okay. just me. <laughs> we get this all the time okay. because people get boric acid and borax confused. Hmm. Oh. So if I had a regular email that I get from customers, it's why are you using borax? And I remind them of 20 mule team borax. It's been around forever as a cleaning product. Mm. It's mined in several places globally. It's not a limited um, element. And it really mm. is an effective laundry booster. And I have um, a sounding board friend that I buy our pure soap flakes from. She makes her Irish grandmother's recipe. Huh. And it's absolutely pure. She doesn't use palm oil. She doesn't use anything. She's just like fierce. And she is in Minnesota, Michigan. She's somewhere cold. <laughs> Not Arizona. I bought them out. Cold with and, lakes. And she, <laughs> yeah. makes, she actually sells her product directly through Whole Foods and online. And I said, do you ever get feedback on the borax? She said, let me tell you my story, Christine. Let me tell you my story. <laughs> I had customers complaining, so I made a product without borax. So there they were, both of them. She said, the without borax 
represents maybe 8% of my business, and it's a real pain, and people always say it's not quite as good. Hmm. Borax is a very effective cleaning agent. Hmm. And like anything else, including salt, your table salt, which we also use in the same product, don't hmm. put it in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Yeah. I, but beyond yeah. that, it's pretty harmless. So it it's, so it's um, it's, uses oxygen? Is it oxygen bleach? Is no, that the, oxygen no. bleach is hydrogen peroxide with the with the water evaporated out. Okay, so, you should also not put it in your eyes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay. no, don't so, don't. So, do so don't put that in your contact lens case. No, and yeah. Then, uh, yeah, that's what I, I rinsed my contact oh, with hydrogen peroxide. No, you really did. I, I was did. joking about that. Oh, wow. oh. No, this was like three weeks ago. That was I that time. Remember. That was the day where oh. I didn't come in, and for three hours, no one knew where I was because I was basically curled up in a ball. Crying oh. because oh it, God. and it was only three percent oh, solution. Yeah. yeah, but you put it on your eye. Oh, it hurts oh, wow. so bad. My eyes are hurting just thinking. I know. About so, we actually had a customer that, that brushed his teeth with our scouring powder. <laughs> it's like, why do you want to do that? He said, I just Does wanted to make sure yeah. it wasn't poison. Yeah. And he, he, he So I drank it. This is a fun part of having a business where you can go. When we used to go to market or we go to mm-hmm. trade shows, is to see people's reaction on the products. You know, it's like the, to me, that's really the fun part of like all having all of these yeah. going on because you can talk to customers and this guy just came and he put his finger in it. It's like, you know, <laughs> cleaning his teeth. It's like, this is good. And we're like, okay. It's like, no, the pH is not too high and yeah. it, it doesn't. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just put his finger and he was like, oh, no, the pH is good. It should be clean. It should be a good clean agent. It's not too harsh. And, and we're just looking yeah. at it. It's like, like that he knows that from, yeah. from taste testing. The yeah, and it, yeah, it was just interesting. Or you have people questioning your price. So the question you ask is usually a question we get from customers mm-hmm. because when we take, right. yeah, when well, we t- I thought it would be good to yeah. have like a little yeah. sample of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we get questions like, what makes your product so effective? And it's like, oh, you know, I've heard alcohol is a, is a chemical. It's like, well, so is salt. So, so is salt. So, so is it's water. Oxygen. If you drink, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's if you drink eight mm-hmm. gallons of water, it's gonna poison you. I mean, mm-hmm. but, but for the most part, the deal is when they read the label, they know what they're yeah. seeing. Mm-hmm. They're not seeing a chemical compound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not seeing words that are alien to them, that are foreign, that they have to go to Wikipedia to look up. Right. Pretty and even then, you can't understand. You ever try to look up a chemical and yeah, oh, uh, with all the little lines and <laughs> diagrams and yeah, mm-hmm. and and also we don't use fragrances. Um, so it's a very important part because we only mm-hmm. use essential oils and we use the highest quality of essential oils. So yeah. if people have allergies, um, like even the fragrance of any other products, could you can have a chemical reaction to it. But you could use our products and because we have essential oils, the likelihood you will have a reaction is, is, minimized. is minimized. So you might have a reaction. So you, you have a product that smells like peppermint, but you have a reaction. So you don't have a reaction to the peppermint. You have the reaction to the fact that it's a fragrance of peppermint, mm-hmm. which is a chemical compound created so it smells like peppermint. If you use right. our products, it's essential. So it's not going to... Our first essential customers, oil. we have essential oils we use. And we have a lot of our customers at first at the Phoenix Market where cancer survivors, and mm-hmm. they were very sensitive to any kind of chemicals in their products. And... We have people who have bought from day one from us. Remember uh, when they just used to hand you like perfume cards in department stores? Yeah. Or when you walked in, they'd mm-hmm. spray you with it. You know, they can't do that anymore. That's all been stopped. Yeah, uh, having, no yeah, more inserts in magazines yeah. and things. As yeah. These people would open the mailbox and push. Uh, um, we, don't, we don't use any of those things. Yeah. You know, if you see the word fragrance, it's yeah. a chemical. 
What, yeah. what kinds of, uh, I'm going to throw you a softball for your sales pitch. <laughs> what kinds of products could, could I go today and go purchase from you guys? Everything we make. All right. Tell me what that is. We make things for pets. Yep. We make a dog shampoo that does not lather. Hmm. Dogs have fur. They don't need to lather. <laughs> what they need is not to have hot spots and skin irritation. So we've addressed that. But there's education involved. Don't go like, don't don't dig into your dog like mm. you do your scalp. We don't need those things either to clean our hair. I use our dog shampoo myself. For your hair. I actually give it to my hairdresser. He uses it when I go there because mm. I just don't want the chemicals anymore. Mm. And it's amazing. Did you tell him it was tested on animals, though? Yes. I did. <laughs> I have right on, tested on our four-footed friends. It's terrible. On our dogs. On our dog, got tested and on we have, And we have a doggy odor remover. And then we have the three cleaning products. And what's interesting about our cleaning products, beyond the fact that they're just amazingly effective, is that they all have refills. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep buying the same bottle. Mm. If it ain't broke, keep using it. And we've just come out with a three-pound refill mm. for the scrub and scour. And we've just come out with a laundry powder that does not have any scent in it. Because if you have a scent in it, yeah. it's going to wash out in the laundry anyway. So if it mm. makes it into your dryer, you got a problem. Mm. No, it just gets all in my nose when I walk yeah. by the, yeah. the washer. I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's, yeah, it's a scent. It's, and whatever yeah. you do, don't use... Those fabric, soft- fabric yeah. softening sheets. Oh, my God, mm. they're awful. Yeah. Just put a little bit of essential oil on a damp face cloth or something and toss it in your dryer and you're done. What kind of essential oil would I put on? Lavender. Oh, anything Lavender. that, anything that pleases your nose. <laughs> and so that does that help soften the fabric as well? Is no, that, but um, it makes it smell good. And it, oh. You know, dryers are murder on your fabric. Yeah. And then we have um, uh, we have the most amazing hand sanitizer in the world. It is incredible. It softens your hands. We don't use the gel, you know how, and that mm-hmm. makes nurses' hands all yes. cracked yeah, and everything. Yeah. It was the nurses from the Arizona Pediatric Clinic that led us to developing it, mm-hmm. and it was a twofold win for them. Their hands were softened, mm-hmm. and they use the they use it with the kids. Kids aren't afraid of it because it smells like Christmas, mm-hmm. and there's nothing to be afraid of. There's no heavy nastiness to it and then we have three room sprays that are amazing they really get rid of the noxious smells and then they go away and we're getting ready to come out with a, with a hundred percent organic um castile soap hand soap Ooh, and we'll yeah. have two cents we're and really unscented. everybody's That'd really excited cool. about we're that we're really excited yeah nice. really cool. so we have a nice product line and we only respond to requests, really. We've had so many requests for hand soaps. So it's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. Custom. Fine. We'll yeah. do it. So I have a two-part question for you then. Were any of our listeners interested in contacting you and giving you suggestions? Mm-hmm. Is there a way to do something like that? To Absolutely. connect with you? Absolutely. Info at trucecleen, T-R-U-C-E-C-L-E-A-N, all one word, trucecleen.com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that also so? And then they would go to trucesclean.com to maybe order as well? Yep, that's our web address as well. Okay. No, but well, not the, the web info. address is trucesclean.com, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. info. Exactly. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. So, yeah. Trucesclean.com. But if you need immediate gratification in the Phoenix area, hit your local Sprouts. Sprouts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sprouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys are on Amazon too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're up on Amazon. We're on Jet.com. For all those, for all those lazy people out there, yeah. Yeah. we are. To them. And the one that I'm really, really very proud of, 
We're with a company called Layman's, L-E-H-M-A-N-S, and they are out of Amish country. They are mm. co considered the Walmart of, of the Amish community. That's really and those cool. are all people who do not want to deal yep. with chemicals or mm -hmm. mechanical things. And they sell our products. Yeah, that's very yeah, cool. That's pretty cool. We're yeah. very proud of that. Yeah. We're yeah. in our catalogs yeah. and everything. It's like, yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah, the that's who we are. Exactly. It's a big deal. And you know, that's, that's, cool. a, that's a religion that's growing. Yeah. They're not dying out. They're growing. Yeah. Because now they can, that's another whole thing. Yeah. Well, only if you got rid of those mafia guys, too. Yeah. <laughs> so that helps. <laughs> so, uh, awesome. Is there anything else that you guys want to add before you go? Thank you very much for yeah. having yeah. us on yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for joining us. So Same conversation. This yeah, was really a lot fun. of fun, and yeah. it was informative. Yeah. So, well, hopefully, yeah. Hey, Chris. Yes. You get to sign off. How, how do people, who are you, and how do people get a hold of you? I'm Chris Stadler, and people can get a hold. And I'm a brand strategist, and people can get a hold of me at chris at chrisstadler.com. Um, but Mike, what about you? Uh, who are you, and how do people get a hold of you? So I'm Mike. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, and I run Resound Brand Agency here in Tempe, Arizona, right upstairs in Max Six. Um, get to hang out with cool people like Diane and Denise, and they can get a hold of me at our website, resoundcreative.com. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.